1: Foundations Remember Jesus our Messiah is Jewish That's right, yeah And John 4.22 actually says salvation is from the Jews And we might not like it But salvation mm. is from the Jews That's right. The Bible is very clear when it says that
0: Foundations Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby In this program, we're going to wrap up our series on God and man and their relationship with each other and how the plan of redemption for both Jew and Gentile is seen very clearly in the book of Ruth.
1: And it's been really fantastic, actually, because it's when you sort of stand back and you look at the scope from Genesis to Revelation, the God's plan of redemption, his relationship with his people, Israel, Christ's relationship with the church, the story of Ruth, the ancient Jewish wedding. You, you just see this panorama, this mm. mosaic that's that becomes incredibly detailed and, and complex. And you see this. Extraordinary love that God has for His human creation, and how He has decided to redeem them.
0: That's right. Well, there's uh, that relationship with God and man. Really, that's uh, we see it in differing ways. Like God with His wife, Israel. Yes. Jesus with His wife, the Church. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about marriage over these uh, over this series, and part of that, of course, is that what we started with in the very first program, talking about. Eckhart, that whole thing of unity yes. and understanding the, the union between the different players.
1: Yeah, and we particularly in this particular program want to look at the relationship between Jews and Christian believers in Jesus, mm. the church, be- because we actually are actually one we people. We're grafted in mm. to the commonwealth of Israel. We mentioned that right at the end of our program last time. And we don't often think about it, but we have so much to be grateful for um, and we really are indebted to the Jewish people in many ways.
0: Well, that's right. Well, there's uh, some things that, uh, you know, obviously God selected Israel, uh, but he chose them for particular tasks. Yep. I mean, one of those is, of course, being entrusted with the oracles of God, yes. you know, the, the scriptures mm. um, which were given uh, to, to a number of those people that wrote the scriptures and then, of course, preserved them and kept them uh, exactly. for you know, thousands of years, which yep. is just amazing. Yep. Uh, and then the law, of course, which is a part of that as well, Uh, We tend to look down on the law, but Mm. once again, we've explored during this series the thought that the law isn't actually a bad thing, No, um, but sometimes we we take it uh, the wrong way.
1: It's a good thing. In Mm. fact, God said it's good and it's holy. But the other thing, too, that we get that has come through the Jewish people is salvation. Remember, Jesus, our Messiah, is Jewish. That's right, yeah. And John 4.22 actually says salvation is from the Jews, and we might not like it, When people say, oh, salvation is from the Jews, we don't like that. But salvation Mm. is from the Jews. The Bible is very clear when it says that. And, of course, from the Jews means from Messiah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there is God's faithfulness to his people. We've learned so much about covenants and about God keeps his covenants with his people and not because they deserve it. Most all of the covenants bar one, the Mosaic Law, were unconditional and eternal because if we could break the covenants... We would. And therefore we would be then on the out. Yep. The the point being is that God knows that we will break the covenant, so he has made them unconditional so that he can save us. Yeah. I mean, and if he can if he keeps his promise to Israel, he will keep his promise to us. If he could turn his back on his promise to Israel, he could turn his back on his promise to us, because in the same way that Israel has broken the law. So have we. Yeah, so
0: true. One final thing to make in in this area is talking about the fact that Israel was to be a light to mm-hmm. the nations, to reveal the one true God to yeah. a world that believed in idols. And, you know, all the different, you know, we see this plethora of, yes. uh, of gods and deities across the world, but uh, the Jews were the ones that actually. Yeah, with a light of, of God to they us. They
1: were. The Jews were the ones who who brought the truth of monotheism, one God as opposed to many. But there's something else about this relationship between Jews and Christians that Jews and Christians don't understand, is that we are known to be the people of the book. Now, there is a particular group of people on planet Earth today who actually recognize very, very clearly the relationship between Jews and Christians. And most people don't realize it, but it's the Muslims. The Muslim faith, the Islam, actually recognises that Jews and Christians are basically one people, Echad. Mm. Okay? They call us the people of the book, the Saturday people and the Sunday people. We have the same God. We have the same scriptures. We believe the same prophets. They even recognise a lot of our apostles, mm. right? They recognise all of that. The only point of difference that really is between Jews and Christians is is Jesus. He is the sticking point for yep. them. He is this blind spot that they have. But we are basically Ehad. We are one people. We are a united people. The Muslims actually recognize that. They call us the people of the book. The only people who actually don't recognize <laughs> the people of the book and this relationship are the people of the book. Jews and Christians yeah. just don't get it. And they don't look, understand it. You look at it. history,
0: I guess, and it's a, a terrible thing, isn't it? The way that yes. uh, you know, Jews have treated Christians and vice versa. It's a it's a real shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now Paul absolutely loved his people. And he, what he really wanted was to provoke his people to jealousy. That was our job. That is our job, to provoke the Jews to jealousy, to love them, to bless them, support them, not because they're perfect, because they're not. Mm. Having said that, I don't know of any nation on earth that is perfect. Oh, that's right. Um, So God didn't choose them because they're perfect, not at all. But we have this responsibility to reach out to them because they've been such a blessing to us.
0: Well, that's right. That that comes right from the very start where Abraham became the the, father of this nation. In Genesis 12, God said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. So the the blessing that flows out is uh, from this promise. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed.
1: That is God's foreign policy. That's right. He has one. But here's the thing. Because of the antagonism, particularly from the Christian world, but All of the world has towards the Jews, they've done some terrible things that God is going to judge the world for. Listen to this. It's from Joel chapter three, verses one to two. It says God says, For behold, in those days and at that time when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, that's known as the Kidron Valley in Jerusalem. Why is he going to do that? Then I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance. Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided up my land. Now, that is politically incorrect to say that, but this is God's foreign policy. Mm. This is a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous thing. Yeah,
0: you well, know, it's amazing to think about that. You know, that God specifically st- says what's going to happen in that judgment. Yes, yes. And, um, Israel is God's chosen people. That's never changed. We've talked about that. And in Jeremiah 31, God talks about this some more. And there's a a few verses. I'll just read the last part of this, verses 35 to 37. Uh, But in the, the end of that, it says, Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out below, then I will also cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord.
1: Now the thing is the fixed order of the heavens has never ever ceased and we have never been able to explore to the core of the earth so Mm. therefore God is not going to throw off his people Israel. Mm. He will not do that. Because if he did, he'd be a liar and he'd be a covenant breaker. Exactly. And God doesn't lie and he doesn't break his covenants. Now, how many different judgments do you think there are in the Bible at the end of all things? Because if you take them all as individual events, you go, okay, he's going to gather all the nations, he's going to judge them, send them off into their various places, then he's going to gather them all back again and he's <laughs> going to do it again and then he'll do it again. No. No. If you take all of these judgments, these events... Where he's going to separate the nations and he's going to judge them for what they did or didn't do. It kind of culminates in that we've just about this judgment against the nations of the world for scattering the people of Israel, for abusing them and dividing their land. This is very interesting. Let me read to you just a little bit. It's from Matthew 25. It's a part of that story where Jesus, I'm going to separate the, the nations like the se- a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Mm. And he says, for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. And then they're going to ask him, when did all of that happen? When did I not do this, that or the other? And he's going to say, to the extent that you did not do it to the least of these my brethren, you did not do it to me. Now, is that a general statement? about if you abuse his people, his children, whoever they be, Jew or Gentile, that he will deal with you. Yes, it is. But if you look at the history of the Jewish people and how they have been treated, mistreated, imprisoned, left starving, slaughtered, butchered, and misused, abused, and the rest of it, you kind of go, oh, my goodness, Mm. he is going to judge the nations for how they treated his brethren. Yeah. And therefore, it is incumbent upon us as Gentile believers in Jesus, to love, respect, care for, pray for, and stand shoulder to shoulder with our other family. Mm. the one new man that Christ wants to make by tearing down that divisive wall of the law that he fulfilled as what this one new man, not because they're perfect, they're not, but because they're our family. Mm. The Jew and Gentile together as one new man, the people of the book.
0: That's right, the people of the book. A great way to wrap up this series. There is so much in it, and I encourage you to get the notes, listen back again to the podcast because there really is so much depth in what we've covered over the last 12 programs. But it is a great way to wrap up this series on the relationship between God and man on Foundations.